0: The tour content from now through Logba Omer has been generously sponsored by Malki M. Thank you, Malki. June is less than a month away, which means that I'll soon be transitioning into summer writing mode with more Substack articles and fewer recorded Shi'urin. The bulk of these articles will remain free. However, if you would like to support my Torah and gain access to additional spicy written content, consider becoming a paid subscriber by going to rabbishneweiss.substack.com and signing up today. We're still, we're still recording, right? Sorry, guys, I don't know what happened to the internet there. Are we still recording? Yeah, yeah, we are. Okay, good. I just have to reshare the screen. Okay, yeah. Um, So, oh, first of all, just just a a background piece of information here, which we're not going to dwell on. This is just a basic Mishleic premise, which I also have an article on if you want more proof, is that in Mishle, many times when it talks about uh, Hashem, it's referring to just all things that are outside of your Bechira. Okay? And the most explicit reference to that is the Me'iri, on 10.3, um, which, uh, which I'm not going to go through the whole thing. The puzzle says, Hashem "Hashem will not starve the soul of a Tzadik. And the second half of the puzzle is like subject to like a eight way machloka. So I'm not even going to translate that. Um, Hashem will not starve the soul of a Tzadik. So on the surface it sounds like it means that Hashem will not allow allow a Tzadik to go hungry. Okay. But the Me'iri gives this long explanation about how if a Tzadik eats healthy foods, then that will be conducive to the tzaddik's soul activities, okay, like learning and such, and that the Russia basically just eats for pleasure and he's not going to be sustained. So he ends up saying, uh, and he ends up taking this idea that the tzaddik should only eat things that are nutritionally sound that contribute to his like physical and mental health. So he says, well, oh, sorry, and, and uh, not not even just for food, but like all of his needs. If a tzaddik, even uh, if it's if uh sorry, a tzadik, if he fills his house with gold and silver, he will not seek excess. And he'll be content in his food and in his other bodily pleasures with that which is necessary for him. And he will constantly evaluate to provide himself with what his natural needs are. Then he'll always be satisfied. Okay, and this matter is ascribed to Hashem. All natural phenomena are ascribed to God. And it's as if our pasuk is saying that the Tzaddik will not go hungry uh, because he's taking care of his needs. So, in other words, uh, and this is just one example, but this comes up all over Mishlei that Mishlei ascribes things that are outside of your Bakira to Hashem. So, that fits in with what we were saying here that you have your Bechirah and your plans. But whether or not the plans, you know, uh, come to fruition is dependent on all these factors outside of your control, which are being called uh, the Hashem, Okay, so that's the premise of my interpretation. Now, here's my interpretation. Okay, the king thinks that that he can do whatever he wants, but really, it's dependent on external factors, and the most important factor is the will of all of the people who he either governs or who are opposing him. You know, and really it's up to them. And because his chief concern is to maintain his power, so then it really is like less free will than the average person, because it's his psychology of wanting to maintain power, interacting with all these other psychology, you know, the, the psyches of all the people, uh, which most people are not making free will decisions. Most people are just operating based on their psyche. Like the Ram says, most human beings are either behemoth or chaos. You know, they're either domesticated animals or wild animals, you know, and, uh, and, you know, uh, and so, so it's just like, like the, um, like the, the muscle that, uh, that I've given for you ever seen those videos of like the room filled with mouse traps uh, with, uh, ping pong balls in them. Oh, okay. So uh, whatever, I'll, I'll send the video into the chat. But like, you know, you basically you throw one ping pong ball into the whole thing, and then they all start snapping off. And then they all shoot all their, their ping pong balls, and all the all the traps go off, you know, so it, it what was that? Uh, yeah, trampoline, similar thing, but you don't get that satisfying snap of the mouse trap. Um, oh, all the mouse traps. Okay, fine. So, so if you look at that, it looks random. Okay. But theoretically, in a Newtonian world, if you were able to, like, Measure the exact trajectory of that first ping pong ball and exactly where all those things are set up, it really is just playing out in Newtonian, you know, mechanics like and and laws of nature. And it's just, it's all deterministic, you know, uh, just looks random. So, same thing with the king that the king thinks that he's making all these decisions, but really it's just his psyche interacting with everyone else's psyches, and it's just going to play out however it plays out. And there are a few people who have free will, but. Typically speaking, they're not going to be able to exert influence on the entire um, the entire uh, trajectory of, of of how the Malucha goes, unless they themselves are the king. Okay, and that's why you have people like David Melech on the one end of the spectrum and Yeravam Ben Navat on the other end of the spectrum, who are actually using their free will and are actually like exceptions to the rule in many senses, is that they are actually like determining how things go, but most kings don't have free will. And so my political position is I'm a Mishleic fatalist in that I think that um, by and large, what we do cannot affect um, the direction that our country goes in. You know, what you need is if you are a person who is exercising your free will to, to actually take a position of leadership, then you can affect what happens to your country, but the average person cannot, it's just going to go in the direction of wh- wherever all the psyches go, you know? Um, so that, that's like, uh, and, and I, 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 that I'm, I'm not saying, you know, like, obviously like on a local level, then you could argue that there is more control. Like if you don't want to put a stoplight at the end of Reed's lane and like you can, uh, you know, and like, you can actually vote in that, but like, arguably that's the same phenomenon it's just, uh, you know, not as a uh, weighty. Yeah. I don't know, I feel like there are many examples where history that you could find individual acts affecting the greater whole. Like I don't know, giving a Serbian prince, for example. Oh so so I'm I'm not denying that there are acts that can affect the greater whole. I'm saying that those acts are not free will in most cases, meaning in most cases, it's reactionary, either reacting to internal dynamics or to external pressures. You know, you find very few cases where it's actual exercise of free will, you know, and that's why I'm saying that that this is saying that the heart of the king is, uh, is in the hand of Hashem, you know, more so than everyone else because he's, he's, the king is really the, the, uh, the nexus, we get to use the fancy word nexus of all the psyches of everyone in the land, you know, (laughs) like, and so it's going to play out from his own dynamics and everyone else's dynamics, you know, yeah so the audience is a good question i think the audience could be both the uh the king or the uh or the people you know it's the king in the sense that that for the same reason that we were saying the Havamina that the king thinks he has the most free will in the land and the most control when really he has to realize his will is subject to all these forces beyond his control you know including his very kingship. i forgot to mention that also is like the uh, the whole thing about the um What's that famous line consent of the governed? What's the hold on? Consent of the governed in what's the line? Government the the Oh, that that's a, that's the same idea. Yeah, I'm just looking isn't there a famous line that this phrase comes from? Okay, I don't know whatever. Um but uh but the point is is that the 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 king is so much in the control of the, these forces of, of the people that if they wanted to, then they could end his kingship whenever they wanted to. You know? It's just that typically you can't unify them in a way that they, that they do that. You know? um, so it's for the king to keep in check his own omnipotence fantasy, like we were saying before. And it's also for the people is that I think people have this irrational fear or admiration of the king, feeling like, like they rely on his omnipotence as well for good or for bad. You know, but they have to realize it's really not in the king's control. It's really in Hashem's control, you know, in the sense that there are all these factors that are beyond uh, uh, free will of each individual. You know, so if you're going to ask practically what the like what the practical ramification is. So for the king, the practical ramification is is to uh, moderate his decision making hubris by taking this into account, you know, and submitting his will to Hashem, you know, like all the good kings did and all the bad kings failed to do. um, And, uh, and being especially on guard against that type of like trust in his own omnipotence. And then for the people, it's an interesting question what the practical ramification is other than like an emotional practical ramification of like not, not fearing the king uh, excessively. Oh, I didn't realize we were over time. So let's, let's stop here for now and then tomorrow we'll go through the Mavarshan. Okay. And I'm going to, I'll send you the, um, uh the article i wrote expressing this idea but i'll also send you the ping pong video yeah okay yeah sure the uh this uh this document okay yeah sure i right, see Isaac. i want to schedule for this okay good enlisting my services as a teacher or tutor, you can reach me at rabbishnewash at gmail.com. Thank you to my listeners for listening. Thank you to my readers for reading. And thank you to my supporters for supporting my efforts to make Torah ideas available and accessible to everyone.